Hello, I'm Zara, a self-published author of young adult and new adult fiction. And I'm Kelly, a fantasy writer being held together by threads of optimism. And this is Writish, the podcast by writers for writers, where we discuss craft and hot topics in the writing community. For those of you who don't know, I thought that we should first define what NaNoWriMo is. A lot of writers just refer to it as that, but NaNoWriMo is short for National Novel Writing Month, and it's an annual event held by the nonprofit organization NaNoWriMo. They teach literacy by sending curriculums for creative writing to schools and libraries, and when the pandemic isn't happening, they host write-ins where people can go during the month to to create an atmosphere of productivity. And there are three events. There's official NaNoWriMo, which happens in November when people vow to write 50,000 words of a new novel in 30 days from November 1st to November 30th in anyone's specific time zone and you update it on the website. And then there are two camp events. And really the only difference is that you don't have to write 50,000 words. You can set your own word count goal. Those are held in April and July. There are people called nano rebels. Like if you're working on a project that you've already started or you're not writing a novel, some people write. It's not like you're going to be penalized for being a nano rebel. And a lot of people are now nano rebels. Whereas when they started oh wow 20 years ago so (laughs) started 20 years ago it was kind of looked down on to be a nano rebel but now it's really common and accepted what i was trying to say is that i joined for the first time in 2013 and i've done it every year since even though my nano rimo profile doesn't show that because i i regret it but i deleted the proof of nanos that i participated in where i didn't win because november is always when a semester is kind of like wrapping up for me and i'm having to do a lot more schoolwork so i don't always hit the 50,000 word mark i enjoy the camps because I feel like there's less pressure to do it. And I do think that 50,000 is an arbitrary word count goal because they say it's the average length of a novel. But in truth, I actually think that's 60,000 words. But, you know, it is what it is. And it's a fun community event that happens three times a year. So who doesn't love that? Exactly. So I found out about NaNoWriMo whenever I found Kate Kavanaugh's channel, and that was during Preptober of 2019. Now, this is a very significant year for me because this is the year that I became a mother and I was like first time mom and dealing with a three month old who was attached to me in every single way. And I was also still like holding on to that passion of writing. So while I was lurking on these YouTube channels and all YouTube channels and I heard about NaNoWriMo, I was like, you know what? I need to get into this scene. I need to do this thing and I feel like it will really help me grow as a writer. So with my mindset going into it, I was like, the very worst thing that could happen is I don't finish the manuscript, which was something I was already doing because before I had Luna and before the pregnancy, I never finished a manuscript. So in 2019, after years of trying to finish a manuscript, I finally did it. And I did it through dirty diapers, sleepless nights, and somehow at the end, it didn't even seem all that terrible. The draft was mine and it was real and it was a big mess and I loved it. 
So whenever you're going into nano, whether it's your first or your 10th or your 15th nano, cherish the moments after finishing that draft because it's a very magical feeling that you should remember fondly when working on every draft after because you're not going to have those same kind feelings later during revisions. Yeah, being able to say you finished a draft, even if you don't meet the 50,000 word mark or you surpass the 50,000 word mark, is just very special. And I think the thing that I like most about NaNoWriMo is the community where people celebrate each other's wins no matter what. And it's not... You're in competition with each other. You're in competition with yourself meeting the goal. And even then, it's not so high stress that you should turn your life upside down to do it. But a lot of people do because, you know, a lot of writers have full-time jobs and like this is their one excuse to just put writing first. Yeah, it's I know you talked about the community, which would be a great leeway going into our next point, which is things that happen in our community. So I know you're very active in the writing community communities era. I guess so. I I think the pandemic has made it such a part of my daily schedule that I don't think about how much I'm interacting with the community anymore because it's like my normal socialization. But yeah, I stream a lot. I hop into other people's streams. And for those of you who don't know what a stream is, it's when someone is live streaming through a computer and Basically, uh, in this context, they're setting a timer and everyone does productivity uh, for the month of NaNoWriMo. That's normally writing. Uh, If it was during Preptober, it might be outlining. And then at the end of that timer, everyone checks in with the chat and says how they did. And then once that chit chat is done, you set another timer, rinse and repeat until the person's stream ends. And that has definitely replaced the in-person write-ins that I mentioned earlier due to health considerations with social distancing. But I know that no matter what's happening, there will still be a lot of author tube writing streams and once a week, NaNoWriMo, the official account, hosts a write-in. I believe it's always Wednesday, and it's in the afternoon Eastern time. Personally, I'm going to be streaming three times a week from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for this month. Tuesdays and Fridays will be on Twitch, and Sundays will be on my YouTube channel. Those will also be linked in the show notes for today's episode, although this is not meant to be an advertisement for my (laughs) streams. Um, But, you know, there are some people who don't host streams regularly, but I always have, you know, that's a lot happening in the community just in general. But then if you're part of the NaNoWriMo website, you can set your home region and then they will tell you about events. Also, the official NaNoWriMo account, they also do active sprints and stuff on their Twitter. Yeah, I totally forgot to mention that. Nano Sprint's Twitter account, which will be linked in the show notes. Every day they have one of their employees be in charge of sprinting and kind of similar to the live stream, but without the video portion. So you don't see the person running the sprints. They'll just say on Twitter like, okay, we're sprinting for this amount of time. Write all the words, see you then. 
Yeah, then they check back in with you. And if the video thing format really isn't your thing, that's a good alternative. But um, also, if the video format is your thing, I know Zara said this isn't to advertise her YouTube channel or her Twitch channel. But I will tell you, as a viewer, I love the consistency she has. (laughs) It's very nice whenever, you know, you can go on and you can get in a chat and you can chat with all these other writers. And it's just a nice way to connect. And I think that's what I really like about the community events like this on AuthorTube, YouTube. Space is that there's lots of writing sprints. There's also an up in um, content creation. With that comes writing vlogs and a lot of excitement behind those vlogs. I know Kahila last year did a vlog every day. Even people who do weekly vlogs, it's just because they're still filming every day. Yes. They're only uploading once a week, but yeah. Like that girl is dedicated. But personally, for myself, because I am a mother of two. <laughs> Um, I'm going to be sticking to one video a week and I might be co-hosting here and there for writing sprints, not hosting myself on my channel, but like hopping in and co-hosting. I normally uh, snag Kelly as a co-host for at least one of my streams every month. So (laughs) you should be able to see us talking to each other in real time during writing sprints at least once during this month. Yeah, at least once, a minimum of once. I'll have to make an appearance. (laughs) But I I do. I love the spike of content the author tubers create in November. And I love seeing the passion about their draft that they're working on for whatever book project it is. And I think it's so much fun to watch as a viewer. But now as a creator on the platform, it's really fun to partake in too, because I'm not sure how often it's talked about, but all these content creators on AuthorTube, we actually talk to each other and we're actually friends and we like, there's a lot going on behind the scenes because, you know, we're real people. So it's nice to network and actually meet other people because before pandemic, I had a really hard time meeting friends. It's just because socially I'm very awkward and I have a lot going on. But online, it's not as intimidating for me. So it's nice to have like all my internet buddies and all my internet buddies just happen to be writers. I guess what I'm trying to say is if you're on the edge of getting involved with this community, now is a great time to. During these events, it's a great time to jump in and get involved and meet new friends and, you know, spread the love and get the love spread to you. Yeah, I started my YouTube channel in July 2020. I was trying to do daily vlogs and that did not last for but I was creating a lot of content very quickly to get my YouTube channel set up but even before then I think since like March of 2020 I was attending Kate Cavanaugh's writing streams Keelan Rivers writing streams Jesse Elliott by the brook and a bunch of others who I'm sure I'm forgetting to name right now I was just in the chats and genuinely being interested in chatting with the people who are on screen and who were in the live chats to make friends and encourage people with their writing and also you know, just to be like, oh, I wrote this many words today and that's awesome. Or I wrote this many words today and I'm bummed about it. But then someone being like, oh, well, you did all this other stuff and just making friends across the different streams. So this is the best time to become friends with people, even if you never plan to create a channel and become a content creator on your own. I do know that in May 2021, the author tube chat held between Jessica Williamson and Kate Kavanaugh was all about content creation. So if you're considering becoming a content creator, I would say that's a good video. We're fun. We don't bite. And also, I think 
unlike a lot of other corners of YouTube, if life happens, people recognize that author tubers are humans, even if Twitter doesn't recognize that authors are human (laughs) who can mess up. I think talking about being a human, though, who varies and has life happening to them, NaNoWriMo is very, how do I say this? They're very loud about the fact that 1,667 words is the daily goal requirement, whatever you want to call it, to meet the 50,000 word goal Mm -hmm. if you're writing all 30 days. But I know that some people don't write on weekends or some people don't write on you know, Fridays and Saturdays, like if you're an Orthodox Jew or something. And I'm sure there are a dozen other examples of reasons why people would not write seven days a week, whether it's by schedule, or maybe they just had a hard work day and they come home and they're like, I am not writing tonight. And that is their prerogative. And that is fine. But that means that you will not be writing 1,667 words every day. And you need to figure out a way that works for you to make up those words. And even if you do manage to write that amount of words every single day the first week if that doesn't keep up you need to be okay with that because you are human you either make it up and you win nano or you don't and you make plans for the next nano event to maybe do better but those kind of depressing facts aside let's kind of talk about how you can maximize your chances of maintaining a regular writing pace love the segue into that, by the way. That was flawless. I love it. Personally, even whenever it's not a NaNoWriMo event day, I write Monday through Friday because I enjoy spending the weekends with my family. And that means I try to shoot for a high goal of 2,000 words a day. Now, because my windows of time are flexible, being as like what I do, I'm a stay-at-home mother. I'm fortunate for that, but I'm also happy if I just get a minimum of 1,000 words a day because at least I've written. And I think it's important when you're juggling time and learning time management because it doesn't come natural to all of us. I've had to do a lot of learning with time management. I had to learn not to sacrifice sleep. That was the biggest thing for me. I would sacrifice sleep. For productivity. And I just want to jump on here and be everyone's mother and tell you, do not sacrifice your sleep for productivity. It is not worth it. And scientifically, does work in the long run. Yes. Yes. So moving on from that though, like while you're learning time management with your writing, just write when you have time, whether it's for a specific set hour during a day, because you know, you have work, you're a student, you have all these things going on. Or if you're like me, where you're going to be writing in more pockets of time, whenever you can fit it in, you will thank yourself later. And it will help with your discipline as a writer to know what is realistically going to work for you and know realistically what your limits are going to be. Like, are are you okay with hitting a minimum of a thousand words a day? Or maybe throughout the week you write less, but on the weekends you're going to pick up pace and that's where you're going to make up the words. So it just depends on what's going to work for your lifestyle and your life schedule because everyone has a different style and schedule to their life going on. Once upon a time ago, I tried writing a minimum of 50 words a day just to set my ass down and get myself writing. But that honestly wasn't doing it for me. It wasn't motivating me to write. Like I I thought it would be more motivational than what it was, but setting down with the thought in my head that, okay, today I'm going to write anywhere from a thousand to 2000 words. I'm okay with that. 
because then if I meet somewhere in the middle at 1500, I'm still achieving what I set out to do. If I shoot above, great. That means on another day, I can just rest and relax. Having natural ebbs and flows of productivity on any day is an important fact uh, to acknowledge and factor in if you can. I also always try to write a minimum of a thousand words and my goal in my head is always 2000, but I don't always meet it. So I don't necessarily publicize it as much as I think Kelly does on her Kofi page, which is fine. And I love seeing her like surpassing that 2000 words a day very often. But because I am writing schoolwork a lot of the time, and I did Millwardy from September 2020 to August 2021, I have since learned that my brain normally taps out at like around 3000 written words, regardless of whether they're all novel written words, or some of them are novel written words, and some of them are school. And that's something that I never would have learned without Millwardy, because it's not just tracking novel words. But with that knowledge, I can now be like, okay, I only wrote 900 words, not even my 1000 word goal, but I did a bunch for school. And that means, you know, maybe another day this week, I'll do less for school because I'm ahead on that now because of this productive school day, which means I can have a productive novel writing day. In addition to what Kelly was saying about writing in pockets of time, I do think that during the month of NaNoWriMo, if you can replace your distractions of Netflix and YouTube with writing as much as possible or using your lunch hour or, you know, maybe your commute if you're taking public transportation again to do novel writing it gives you the sense of accomplishment and keeps your momentum going, even if it's not necessarily an hour long writing session, because that's not realistic for everyone. But it is realistic for someone to write 15 words, you know, maybe 20 times a day in different pockets of time. And those add up. I remember as a college student, I would be so intimidated by the idea of like writing down 50,000 words in a month and just overwhelmed with like the schoolwork. So it's definitely just about knowing what your limits are and stuff. And like we've been saying, the ebbs and flows of everything. If I was in college working my part-time job, trying to do YouTube content and trying to write a book, I don't think I would have managed. So to all you people who are multitasking like that, congratulations. And I am proud of you. (laughs) I've done it every year since 2013. So that covers me being in high school and through college and grad school, you're doing a lot by that type of multitasking and anything you do is great. And you should pat yourself on the back. Exactly. Do not have feelings of like worthlessness or anything because you felt like you didn't achieve where you hit that you thought you should. Um, I know way back when in episode one, we talked about the imposter syndrome, but it, it is, it's important to know that whether you do achieve the 50,000 or you don't, or even just you're struggling with word count during the day, or you're trying to figure out your ebb and your flow, that you are valid as a writer, you're valid as a person, and you're trying your best. And I think that that is something to be complimented on. As someone who is very self-critical, it took me a lot of time to get to the point where I'm at. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's a struggle. But like, give yourself some breathing room. And talking about breathing room, I think we should talk about ways to stop you listeners, our lovely listeners, from feeling intimidated by NaNoWriMo because it can be very intimidating. 
I think we should emphasize because I think it can get lost in the sentence, write a book in a month. And it is a normally, you know, if you're a traditional nanoer and not a nano rebel, you are starting a book for the first time not including the outlining that everyone, you know, does in some form or another of which we've talked about in our All About Outlining episode. You're starting a book from scratch, basically, and you're writing 50,000 words in 30 days. That means you have to be writing fast. Now, some people can bang out a lot of great words in a very short amount of time, and they might come out with a clean draft that they don't have to fix too much when it's done. And, you know, they look at it and they're like, oh, yeah, that's a novel that could one day be published. Most people are not like that. You are writing 50,000 words, and sometimes you are writing fluff to get those word counts in. And when you reach the end, you look back and Kelly will tell you, as she did earlier, that like it was a mess, but it was hers and it was done. So you don't need to be intimidated by NaNoWriMo because no one said the words have to be good. They just have to be done on the page, whether that's a digital page through Google Docs or Scrivener or handwritten, which if you're doing NaNoWriMo handwritten like Kahila does, First of all, I don't know how your hand doesn't cramp within the first day. (laughs) But the point is, the words are done, but they're not polished. And that is okay. And everyone who does NaNoWriMo and runs it or runs sprints on YouTube or Twitch, wherever it may be, and have done it a few times, they have let go of the perfectionism that normally plagues writers all the time. And it's the reason that we have our imposter syndrome, but it is said, you know, shut down your internal editor and they can bitch at you later, but <laughs> not during the month of November. I love the passion in your voice. I love it. I'm here for it. I I think we should have this war on perfectionism in a future episode. <laughs> There's often a debate on why writers should write during NaNo and why some writers feel like why they aren't writing. There are a handful of writers that they are, I just want to say, valid in their opinion that they aren't writing good words and it's just filler words for the sake of reaching 50K. So they don't want to. But your girl also has an opinion. (laughs) And my opinion is... That's what editing is for. And yeah, you may take out a few scenes, but you learn something from those scenes that you still wrote because you still wrote it. You still got experience from it. And with writing and craft-driven art forms like this, experience is everything. And you still actually wrote the first draft. And that is magic that you can hold if you print it off like I do. And it's a great feeling to be able to hold it and see it in your hands and say, I did this. And then you can go in with a red pen later and take out what words you deem not worthy of staying in there. But I just know that that is something that does get brought up in the community because there are some people who don't really like NaNoWriMo because it's Oh, just words for the sake of words. And like Zara said, yes, you might be writing some fluff to get you through it, but that's what editing is for. And I think we all just need to let go of the perfectionism a little bit because we're all at different paces in this writing journey. And that means that we're all different of how clean we can draft. I definitely would say also that the more you do it, the better you get at it. As someone who has published six books and three of them were done very quickly, which I could not do before. I had done my first three books, which took a lot longer. And I know that our friend and fellow author tuber, R.P. Winters, 
falls in the camp of doesn't write like Nano because, you know, why write words if you're going to just delete them later? And I understand that. And there are times when I think that and uh, I can let myself get caught up in it. But writing and publishing each book in the Stellar Blood trilogy within three months, you know, starting each book right after the other has taught me that there is something to be said for fast drafting, which is essentially what Nano is for one month, even for people who don't like to fast draft. And then editing and revision are there to make it better. And I think it's Neil Gaiman who said that the point of revision is to make it look like you knew what you were doing in the first place. And, you know, we're going to talk about revision in another episode, but you there's so many people who always say they're going to write a book and never write it, or they start a book and they never finish it. But if you write for Nano, you can finish the novel. It can be too short. That needs, you know, you could be an underwriter and it's way too short in your mind for what you want the final product to look like. That's okay. You've still done a lot more than a lot of other people. And I think you need to remember that when you feel down because Nano is fun and it is a community event, even though everyone is alone and typing away at their computers or handwriting in their journals. And It's to get you to the finish line, even if that finish line isn't officially 50,000 words. Yeah. And just to echo that, a lot of manuscripts aren't completely done at 50,000. But this is a fun experience and it's meant to be a fun experience and a fun way to jump into the community and a way to help you feel inspired to bust out a draft. Yeah. If not like a full draft, at least a good start to most of the draft. What Zara and I are really trying to drive home is you're not going to know if it's for you or not if you don't try to do it. So that's where I kind of want to wrap this up. So Zara, do you have anything else to put to that? No, you know, basically in short, as Kelly kind of already summed up is try it before you knock it and if you don't like it the way it is traditionally the community is so friendly and forgiving that you know you can try it again a different way the following year or just not do it and you'll still be supported by the writing community at the times of nano and then obviously throughout the year but especially during times of nano because there are definitely people who host a stream and will be like who here is doing nano and people will say i am and people will say i'm not and it doesn't matter when it comes down to it because everyone is at a sprint to write exactly This has been the Writish Podcast, and we will be back with another episode next week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Writish Podcast without a hyphen and on Kofi at ko-fi.com slash the Writish Podcast again without a hyphen. And be sure to join us for our conversation about NaNoWriMo's first week highs. Bye. Bye.